And that happened to me uh, when I was reading John. And, and I, I find these verses, stuff like this happens, I find them so inspirational that it's almost like i got to preach about it. i got to share it somehow, some way. Because to me, the Bible is the most inspirational book ever written. But these scriptures are found in John chapter 17. So if you have your Bibles on your lap there, flip to John 17. We're going to get it up on the screen as well. But in John chapter 17, or several, the whole chapter pretty much is the Lord Jesus prays for his disciples. Okay? Now, let me give you just a little bit of context. Uh, Jesus had been going through his ministry preaching and teaching and doing miracles, healing people. He had made many of the religious leaders upset already. He'd already been in a few entanglements with them. They've tried to get him a couple times already. And they had just had the Last Supper. Remember when Jesus had all of his disciples with him and they're having that final supper? Jesus washes all of his disciples' feet. Then if you remember, he he, he talks about there's going to be a betrayal, and he, he takes the sop, and he dips it, and he gives it to Judas. And then it's revealed that Judas is the one that's going to betray them, and Jesus looks at him and says, what thou do, do us quickly. And if you remember, Judas gets up, and he runs out of there, runs out into the night. He's gone. So after Judas runs out, Jesus begins to teach uh, his disciples just a little bit more. This is the last time they're going to be together in any capacity before they come and get Jesus. And, and Jesus knows this and he feels it and it's their last time, last intimate time together. And Judas is out and he's rallying up this band of soldiers and Jesus begins to teach his disciples one last time. He, he encourages them to continue in the word, continue in the things that I ta taught you. And he tells them about the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, I'll send him to you. He's teaching these things. And then, just before Judas comes back with his soldiers, Jesus prays for his disciples. Those, those faithful few that walked with him through this light, they, they saw all the things that he did. They heard them firsthand. And Jesus prays for them. And it's recorded in John chapter 17. And it, it's almost as though it's a farewell preparation prayer. Because... Jesus is leaving. They're coming to get him. Jesus knows this. The soldiers are on their way. Jesus has one last chance to pray for his disciples being with them all. So John chapter 17, verse 1. We'll, we'll start in verse 1, then we're going to skip down. It says, These words spake Jesus. Now, we know the context, okay? Now, these words spoke Jesus, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son may also glorify thee. Jesus is saying, Lord, it's time. They're going to come and get me. I'm not going to be able to walk with these men that you've given me anymore. They're, they're coming to get me, and I know what's going to happen. Let's skip down to verse 6. So this is his prayer. He says, I have magnified. This is Jesus' prayer. I have manifested thy name unto thy men, which thou gave me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gave them me. And they have kept thy word. Now they have known all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them thy words, which you gave me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Verse 9 says, I pray for them. 
I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. All mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Verse 11 says, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thy own name those who thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. 12 says, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in my, thy name. Those that you gave me I have kept, and not one of them is lost except the son of perdition. That's a reference to Judah. That the scripture, Judas, I'm sorry, that the scriptures may be fulfilled. Verse 13 says, And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Verse 15 says, listen now. Jesus, praying for his disciples, says, I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Well, I tell you what, brothers and sisters, when, when I read that prayer that Jesus makes for his disciples, that final preparation prayer, because they're coming to get him, they're coming to take him away, and he prays this one last precious prayer for his disciples, those few, I felt like he was saying that prayer to me. Look at all of this crazy stuff that we're having to deal with that's going on in this world. 2020 has been just a ridiculous year. It's unbelievable things that are happening and going on. And, and here we see Jesus praying this one final prayer to prepare His disciples. Because Jesus has to go away. He says, I'm, going, I'm coming to you, Father. And He's leaving us behind. And Jesus prepares His disciples by praying for them one last time. He makes this prayer over them. Now, boy, I felt like He was just praying for me. Praying for, for us who are still in this world. You know, because this, this prayer, it is still very applicable to us today. To all those that believe on Jesus today. To all those that we are still in this world. Dealing with all this stuff. Dealing with all the, the goofy things that come our way. Battling with all the things that we have to battle with in this life. This world, this, this prayer is just applicable to us. We, we try and keep His word. We belong to Him. We believe on His name. I'm, I'm in this world, but not of this world. You're in this world, but not of this world. This world is more and more hating Christian peace, people. More and more on a daily basis. You can see the out-and-out out hatred towards Christian people, towards Christianity, towards anything of Christ. This is a legitimate, timeless prayer that Jesus makes. He made it for His disciples way back then, and it's still applicable to us today. Listen, Jesus says in verse 14, He says, I have given them thy word, and the world hates them, because they are not of the world, even as not I am not of the world. M more and more I feel like this. I, I feel this more and more. I'm like, man, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a citizen of heaven. This world is just all temporary. I'm ready to go be in that citizenry in heaven. I'm ready to belong there forevermore. I feel this more and more. I feel like this prayer is for me. It's for us this morning. He's praying for us. Now you might try to argue and say, well, you know, that prayer, you're, you're, you take it out of context. That prayer was for his disciples way back then, thousands of years ago. 
But if we read down a few more verses in John chapter 17, verse 20. So skip down a few more verses. Jesus, he's continuing his prayer now. Listen to what he says. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So this prayer is for us too. We believe on Jesus through their word. This prayer is not only for the disciples, but for any who believe on Jesus' name through the disciples' word. That's me. That's you. That's us. We're reading the Gospel of John this morning. This is his rendition of the Gospel. We believe on Jesus through this word. I got saved through the Gospels, through what the, the disciples recorded, through what they witnessed and what they saw and what they heard. They recorded it. They passed it down through generations, through the ages. We have it today, and it leads people like you and I to salvation. Brothers and sisters, this prayer in John chapter 17 is for us. This prayer applies to me. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Jesus is saying this prayer is not just for the disciples. It's on all the people that believe on my name. That's me and you if you believe in Jesus this morning. So since this prayer, we now see that it is applicable to us as believers. I want to look back at something. And this is really the thing that jumped out at me in verse 15. Because what he prays, and it almost is kind of like, I wish I could reword it a little bit. Wish he could have made it a little bit easier. You know, how many of you would agree with me that sometimes what we want and sometimes what the Lord wants is a little bit different? Amen? You've probably heard me preach before and say, sometimes the Lord doesn't do what we suggest He do. It happens many a times. Now, remember, Jesus is getting ready to be arrested they're, they're coming to get him. They're on their way. That band of soldiers is coming to get the Lord Jesus. This is the beginning of Jesus is going to leave the disciples. He is going to leave them and they'll have what he taught them. John chapter 17 verse 15. This is that scripture that got to me. It says, I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil. I wish I could reword that a little bit, but it, it is what it is. We can't change the scriptures. It's, it's almost as if I wish I could say, Jesus, wait, what? why don't you take me up to heaven with you? Why can't, you, why can't we just be with you up in heaven? But Jesus is saying, no, I don't want you, Lord, don't take them out of the world. I'm okay with them being in the world, but I'm not okay with them falling prey to evil. Jesus is saying, I'm okay if they have to deal with the things in this world. They can deal with sickness. I'm okay if they have to deal with pain. I'm okay if they have to suffer a little bit. Don't take them out of the world, Jesus prays to God over His disciples and over us. I'm okay if they have to deal with a little bit of loss. I'm alright with the fact that they have to deal with broken down cars, issues with kids, marriage trials, tribulations of all sorts, financial problems, inflation that's going to hit us, it hits us now, rioting, injustice, all this election stuff that's going on. Jesus says, I'm okay, leave them in the world. Leave them in the world, but keep them from evil. Hmm. Jesus is saying, I've given you guys my word. You now have my word. I've given you an example. I've showed you the way of salvation. I've made it possible for you. He's saying, now I'm leaving. 
And I have given you my word. Keep from evil. Don't remove them from any of that. But keep them from evil. If we look back at verse 8. Jesus says, and this is in his prayer, says, For I have given unto them the words which thou hast given me. They have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. No, that, that's us too. That's me too. He, 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 we're not in this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. He's given us his word. We have received it, and we have believed it. That, that's me. I've received this word. I believe it. Well, let's continue to read down in verse 11. It says, And now I am no more in the world. But these guys, the disciples, and all those who believe on me, they are in the world. And I come to you. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Do you see here how Jesus is saying, I'm okay with them leaving them in this world. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm here, I'm praying, Father, keep them. Keep them from the evil. Keep them together that maybe we may be one with God. He's saying they are still going to be in the world, but I'm praying for them, for to be kept from evil. Jesus, saying, Jesus is saying that He's given us His Word. We have received it, and we've believed it. Now He's leaving this world. He's ascending up into heaven. So he prays for us that he's leaving behind. He prays for us that God would keep us, that God would watch over us and do everything in his power to keep us from evil. Because we're still going to be left in this world. And sometimes I think people think being a Christian and lots of churches preach and teach this means that you don't deal with anything in the world. That you never get sick. You never have financial problems. That is just not true. That is not true. We live in a fallen world. It's all around us. It touches every one of us. Which one of us even in here has not been touched by death? Which one of us in here has not been touched by sickness or hurt and pains and sufferings and injustice of any type? Every last one of us in here have seen it. It's all around us. But Jesus prays for us. We still have to continue on. We still have to battle fake news. We still have to battle through all this election stuff. We still have to battle all the evil in this fallen world. But he's prayed for us that God would keep us. That he would lose none of us. Now see, that's the whole crux of Christianity now, isn't it? To live in a fallen world... And maintain your Christianity and keep from the evil. Well, that's the crux of the whole thing. Keeping unstained and unspotted while you live in a dark world with sins everywhere. That's the whole thing. To live in a fallen world that's completely broken and hell-bound, but keep them from evil. Hmm. If you've come at all we have a prayer service on Wednesday nights and the last few weeks in a row we've heard uh, a quote from a late man named Leonard Ravenhill and listen to what he says he says the greatest miracle that God can do today is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world make him holy 
and then put him back into that unholy holy world and keep him holy in it. That, that is the greatest miracle that God can do. It's not growing an arm. It's not taking away cancer. The greatest miracle that can happen in us, in our hearts, is it stays unstained from the filth of the world. That it stays untarnished in the midst of a completely unholy and perverse, morally bankrupt world. That is the greatest miracle, brothers and sisters. I tell you that right now. It is to keep people who have a sinful nature from not doing what comes natural to them. That is the greatest miracle that can occur in a human being. And that is what Jesus is praying for here. Lord, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'm asking you to keep them from evil. Hmm. Back in May, I preached a message, and it was called Ready to Go Home. And it was actually when we were live streaming only. There was no one in here except a few band members, a few booth personnel. Other than that, it was completely empty. Maybe 10 or 15 people in the whole church. And I, I preached this message called Ready to Go Home because it... it you know, when all this stuff started going crazy, you know, we had the year that we've had in 2020 and even months ago when in March when all this shutdown stuff happened and it, it just manifested inside of me that, man, it, this world has nothing to offer me that could keep me here any longer. It, me, meaning if the Lord would come back and take us home with I'm ready right now, today, immediately. And I still feel that way today. There's no money they could offer me, no prestige they could. If a week or two from now I'd be the most popular preacher in the world, but I'd still say, Lord, you can come back today because none of this stuff has a hold on me. No amount of money, power, prestige will change my mind. I still feel the same way as I did when I preached that message. I'm ready to be a permanent citizen of heaven. But no matter how bad we long to be in glory forevermore with the Lord I can't help but notice something we're still here amen we're still here I'm sorry I long to be in that permanent citizenship of heaven I long for it I can't wait for the day that we're together in heaven we'll see each other at the marriage feast however it works I don't know everything how it works all I know is I want to be there I want to be there. And there's no real strings holding me here. Sure, there's some things we all love and enjoy. You know, I love being with my family and this and that. But I'll take heaven any day. I'll take permanent eternity with God any day, any time. But we're still here for now. And we have this prayer. Jesus says, don't, don't take them out of the world, God. Don't remove them from the world. But keep them from evil. We are in a position where we are forced to deal with a fallen world. We're forced to deal with it. We still have to deal with disease, sickness, death, trouble, problems, uncertainty. All of us are affected by it. And Jesus is praying, don't take them out of the world. He's saying, I'm okay if they have to deal with that stuff. Why? Because I've given them my word. They have my word. I've equipped them. I haven't left them with nothing. He even tells them a chapter or two before. I've given them a comforter. I've given them the Holy Spirit who will lead and guide them. 
don't take them out of the world, but keep them from evil. Jesus is giving his stamp of approval. He's okaying the stuff that we're going to have to deal with. He's okay with us being touched by sorrow and grief. I've seen people in this church stricken with grief. I've seen people in this church stricken with sorrow. I've seen people in this church stricken with terrible diseases. Just come on a Wednesday night and look at our prayer list. People going through terrible things. Terrible things. He's okay with us being touched by stressful situations. He's okay with us being in circumstances that are less than ideal. He's okay with us being in a job we don't like, having a boss that's a jerk towards us. He's okay with it. Lord, don't take them out of the world. That's not my prayer. Just keep them from evil. Keep them from evil. He's okay with us being in this world, but not of this world. He's okay. Listen to this now. He's okay with us being impacted by these elections, even if the candidate you vote for doesn't get elected. God's okay with it. Lord's okay with it. Don't, don't take them out of this world. Just keep them from evil. Do you know why he's okay with it all? Why, why he's okay with, with leaving and sending the Spirit? Because he's given us his word. We have his word that we can filter all this stuff that comes at us. We should look through this. This Bible should be our lens to the world, to the worldview that we have. Listen. Just before Jesus asked God not to remove us, he says in verse 14, I have given them thy word. Jesus came and he gave us the word of God. He gave us the word, the precious gospel that we still have today. He gave us that. He didn't leave us unequipped. He didn't leave us naked. He gave us the word, the word of God. You see, I, I pray, Lord, Lord, it's difficult being married, Lord. Can't you see the difficulties in marriage? Can't you see it, Lord? She doesn't think like I do. She, she doesn't. You, you've called me to love her even when she does things that gets on my nerves, Lord. And, and the Lord's up there saying, yep, just keep yourself from evil. Oh, my wife and I just traveled last week. She'd be mad if I tell you this. No one tell her. She's back in one of the classrooms teaching. If you go and tell her I said this, it's a sin. <laughs> she, she was, she, my wife is very feminine, extremely feminine. There is no ounce of logic in her whole entire body, none. She is very feminine. We were driving on the interstate coming back, and we'd been driving for a while. And it's always a little bit of a, uh, a pain point in our marriage of when we're going to stop for these bathroom breaks. Her every 10 minutes, me every six or seven hours. So she says, I'm hungry. I want to get something to eat and go to the bathroom. I said, all right, because we'd been driving for a while. So we're on interstate, you know, driving through somewhere near Cincinnati. You know, I don't go to Cincinnati very often. So she says she's hungry. I'm not. I said, all right, I'll, I'll stop and you want to get something to eat? I said, Shannon, Google a place on your phone of what you want to eat. I don't really want anything. You know, I can only go out to eat every so often. My stomach will get upset, so I, I like home-cooked food. So I try to refrain from going out to eat as much as I can. Well, she wanted something. Well, it ended up, we started picking at each other because she doesn't know how to work the map on her phone. I can't read a map. I don't know how. It's Find the place that you want to eat, and I will take you there. We're in this place we don't go. I don't know where anything is. 
You see all these things. The Lord, don't you see what? Like, Lord, why can't she just be normal and just pick the place she wants to eat, and we go to the place she wants to eat? You know what the Lord says? I'm okay with that, Jason. Just keep from the evil. Just keep from evil. All, all these goofy little things that we have to deal with. The Lord's saying you don't get a pass to act like a jerk on any of it. You don't get a pass to, to act like a fool. You don't get a pass. You, you're supposed to be set apart from the rest of the world. I don't care what you have to deal with. Goofy little things with your spouse. Chasing after your kids. Be dealing with a jerk boss. Whatever it is, the Lord's saying, that's how you, you live in a fallen world. I'm okay with that. Lord, you don't take them from the world. Keep them in the world. But keep them from the evil. Keep them from the evil. I say, Lord, it's, it's difficult, Lord, for me to even tell the truth. Who, or, or for me to even tell who's telling the truth. The media, they're so untrustworthy. The Lord says, yep, but I've given you my word. Just keep from evil. Brothers and sisters, we, we have to accept the fact that we're still in this world. We can't be some sort of escapists or, or go bury our head in the sand. We're in this world. Jesus has equipped us to be in this world, and we are to live a life that is unstained and unblemished. We don't get a pass to do whatever we want to do. No way. We're held accountable for our conduct. We're called to walk worthy of our calling. We, we should not only talk the walk, but we should walk the talk. We should. We aren't of this world. We're not of this world. It's not our permanent home. We all know that. We belong in heaven with the Lord. But not yet. Not yet. For some reason, not yet. For some reason, in God's infinite knowledge, we have to trust it. Not yet. Maybe this afternoon. I don't know. Maybe tonight. Maybe the Lord will take me home tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe He'll take you home. Maybe He'll take all of us home. Who knows? But until then... Jesus has prayed for us, and he doesn't want us to be touched by evil. Okay, so then what now? Until heaven, until we get up there and we see each other up there, what then? Well, let's go back to Jesus' prayer. Listen, in John 17, 17, we'll read there. Remember that quote I read to you from Leonard Ravenhill, taking that unholy man out of an unholy world, making him holy, and then putting him back in it and keeping him holy. John 17, 17. Remember, this is Jesus' prayer for us. He, he says, Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through thy truth. You know, that, that word sanctify, it means to be set apart, to consecrate to purify. Jesus has, we're sanctified. We are to be sanctified and, and, and then sent into this world. It's a pretty tall order, isn't it? But that's the way it is. Jesus is saying, I am sending these people into this world. You and I are sent. We're on a mission right now to live holy in the midst of a perverse world where, where everyone sins, where sin is popular, where sin is cool, where sin is prestigious. The Lord's saying, not you, you are sanctified. You're sanctified through my word. I'm sanctifying you through this prayer. I'm sanctifying you through myself. 
that you may go into this world and you may stay that way. I'm going to ask that Rod and the band make their way back, please. Let's get this straight then. He's, he's sending us into an evil world, but he wants us to remain pure. Yep. Yeah, that, that is a tall order. Maybe that is why Leonard Ravenhill said it's the greatest miracle that, a man, or that the Lord can do in a man. It doesn't matter how unholy this world gets. We're called the holiness. We're, we're called to be sanctified. We're called to be pure from all this garbage that's in the world. We sh- when the Lord looks on us, we should not be living just exactly like the world is. There should be a difference inside of us. There should be a light of life inside of us that separates us from the darkness of the world. The world should be able to look on us and see that difference. They should be sanctified, set apart. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 says, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Brothers and sisters, I think that in these latter days, as the world gets darker and darker and darker, our holiness should stick out even more and more and more. The way we live, our conduct, our decision-making, should reflect the holiness of the Lord. It should. We should be holy in our conversation. We should be holy in our thoughts. We should be holy in our decisions. We should be holy the way we do our business. All of it should reflect the glory of God. All of it should. All of it in the midst of an unholy world. All of it in the midst of an unholy world. And we can do that. Why? Because Jesus has prayed for us. He's given us his word, we've received it, we've believed it, and he's sealed it with this prayer in John chapter 17. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we love you, Lord. Lord, I thank you so much for your prayer for us that still is timeless, still is applicable, still is legitimate to your saints today, Father God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you take this church, that you take every believer here, Lord, everyone who may be watching at home that believes on your name, Lord, that you would keep us holy, that you would keep us unstained. Lord, if there's things you need to trim out of our lives, Lord, if there's things you need to prune and take away, Lord, that we give you full authority to do that, Father God. Lord, enter into our hearts, search our hearts this morning, Lord. Lord, if there's any guile found in us, Lord, remove it. If there's any hatred in us, remove it, Father God. Any sins, Lord, confront them, Lord. Lord, we give you full authority in our lives this morning, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that this word takes home in our hearts, Father God. Lord, that everyone here would realize this prayer is for us. Jesus is an intercessor. He prays for us. He still prays for us even now, Father God. Jesus is the advocate to the Father. And Lord, we see that you're okay with us being in this world, but we're not of this world. And Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, we can please stand and we'll worship one last time before we're dismissed.